0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss rule number eight from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. The title of this chapter is, tell the truth or at least don't lie. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave us a like, drop a comment below. We love the feedback and follow us on all our social media platforms. All the information will be in the description down below. Enjoy. You have to search for a new set of rules. Right as a used to the man who has betrayed his soul.
1: Maybe you're the protagonist in your story, but like there's a million other people.
0: All right, welcome back. Yeah. This is a book club meeting with Paradigm podcast. We are reading 12 rules for life by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. We read a uh, chapter eight this week, titled tell the truth or at least don't lie. What'd you guys think? Amazing. Amazing. The chapter of fire, yeah. Yeah. Super
2: fire. Um I, I really I like highlighted a bunch of stuff that I wanna talk about. But I, I really like the theme of, of this chapter because it's applicable to my life right now. Like for my little brothers. But like I had to like remember you were talking about like the old truth and lying and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had that talk with him and he, he was very he was really receptive of it and a lot of things from this book I'm uh, learning that I can apply to like conversations like with my little brother and my mom dad and just whoever i need to like say something to to tell the truth sometimes Mm -hmm. the truth
0: hurts yeah definitely how about you guys
3: uh i I like how he defined telling the truth to uh like what it can lead to when you lie like little lies and uh, have smaller lies that it has smaller lies and that the smallest lie is the inevitable like big lie and it it transforms people into like this delusion of like them lying to themselves and if you just told the truth life would be a lot more easier so i do like that perspective of the chapter and how he compares sacrifice to um from the last chapter throughout parts of this chapter um i try to always like minimize my highlights because i don't want everything to be important because then nothing's important that's just how i see like when i read
0: right right oh, so shit's yellow. <laughs> so like when i look
3: back at this book i can literally jump i can like exactly see where i highlighted and i can read specific parts sure what about
2: you john
1: uh for me i mean just the title grabbed my attention i'm a big telling the truth is a big deal for me you know mm-hmm. i think that's why I'm able to come off genuine, you know, I don't lie about things. And if I catch you lying, I normally try to trim you out of my life, just like on that principle. So True. just reading it, I was like, I didn't even highlighted it like big to me. I was like, So I was already excited to read the book before. I mean, this chapter.
2: Nice. How about you,
0: Jay? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I kind of wrote down, I have like started putting like, a topic section for the notes, seeing as we have like that in our journal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the topic I kind of grabbed from the book was on page 212. It says, if you betray yourself, if you say untrue things, if you act out of line, out of a lie, you weaken your character. If you have a weak character, then adversity will mow you down when it appears, and it will inevitably. This goes for individuals, groups, countries, in the world. And like I think that that was an overarching topic of this um chapter seeing as like when he talks about how the little lies comprise the big lies yeah. and then when you set that when he says here that um adversity appears the whole thing kind of shatters yeah yep. so i really enjoyed it i think he's a great writer um he writes a little slower with with like the subsections but i i really enjoyed it right on yeah you guys want to jump into it for sure so. yeah um um mm, I like the um,
2: over the in, in truth, the first section, Truth in No Man's Land. There's a part on the third.
1: Where's that at? Oh, oh, literally the first page. Yeah,
2: that's right. <sighs> I'm already scum at it. The On page 205 for me, it says, um, I literally just highlighted, what should you do when you don't know what to do? Tell the truth. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a something people maybe really don't, Think could be a solution when you're like kind of overwhelmed and you don't know what to do in a situation. It's like try telling the truth. I think it gets in, in that into the, the end of the chapter too. It's like, have you experienced this? Are you going through this right now? Start maybe try telling the truth, and that kind of like leads for a better um, life. I feel like, you know, like ha- um, when we all defined happiness on the first like episode or so, we were like, what, what's your definition of happiness? And one the one that I like was. Uh, when you say what you think and what you do is in perfect alignment. Mm-hmm. I think telling the truth, like, is like what you say, what you say is in alignment. Maybe when you're saying something you don't want to say, and it's like a lie or whatever, it's not the whole truth. It's like, maybe you're not truly happy yet.
1: It's like, you're, it's like poison, dude. Yeah. I see it all the time with people like in their lives, they lie, whether they don't want socially something to be real, like be known or whatever. And like, the lies always bite them in the butt you know And like mm-hmm. like we talked about it's always chasing another lie with another lie that cover up the original lie and it's just like dude if you would just come out right from from the beginning all that frustration that you're feeling right now would have never happened
2: you know Hmm. um i do like to like immediately after that uh he talks about paranoid people mm-hmm. and it made me apply like the way he defines it or how they act just just literally noticing traits around people who who are yeah, around me one. or whatever. You
1: can you put it on the table so we can actually
2: keep track of it? Um there's a he says um I had a client who was paranoid and dangerous. Working with paranoid people is challenging. They believe they have been targeted by mysterious conspiratorial forces working malevolently malevolently behind the scenes. That's like the definition of paranoid like people are paranoid. They feel like there's so many things like out to get them just weird
0: yeah Uh, on that same page i highlighted and wrote down a couple follow-up questions but um i'm just going to read from the top of that first paragraph on page 205 it says i had had a strange set of experiences a few years before embarking upon my clinical training i found myself subject to some rather violent compulsions none acted upon and developed the conviction in consequence that I really knew rather little about who I was and what I was up to. So I began paying much closer attention to what I was doing and saying. The experience was disconcerting to say the least. I soon divided myself into two parts, one that spoke and one more detached that paid attention and judge. Um, so my question I have here was um, about the experience. The, the this experience was disconcerting Um, do any of you guys share this behavior slash thought process? And if so, what do you think of it? Positive or negative?
3: Um, me personally, I, I, I connected with that part of the paragraph because I do that like, um, periodically in life when I feel like, um, stagnation or I feel like I'm lying to myself or I feel like I'm not um, doing what I'm supposed to because um, the only way to find truth within yourself is to step outside of yourself and detach from your reality because um, as, as he further along into this chapter talks about, um, if you fall into the category of knowing it all and um, nothing in your world can change, so your reality is the, the end result, um, you're, 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 there's a more likely chance that you become resentful and you become deceitful to the world because you've reached your point of limitation of knowledge or uh, 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 of experience in life to where you can't grow anymore. Um, if you always stay in your mind and see things through your own lens, and anytime someone gives you advice or help, um, how we talked about last chapter, when majority of people that like don't need that they need help and you try and offer help, it's almost like an attack on their belief system. So if you're unable to acknowledge that people know more than you, or you don't know everything, then that's where I think, this doesn't apply to people like that because they can't detach from their reality. They can't detach from, oh wow, people actually view things differently than me. Right, you know what I mean? Like, I never thought of it that way. Um, And also accepting that that new knowledge may be your new belief, you know what I mean? So I, I, I live by that like, Pretty much how i live my life like i'll learn like when i'm learning and absorbing knowledge i'm detached i'm not going into new knowledge like oh i already know some of this so whatever he teaches me i'm just adding on no i don't know nothing
0: like so whatever yeah, you're teaching a blank me, slate yeah
3: whatever you're teaching me i'm gonna take all of that and apply it to what i do know mm-hmm. and how can i move stuff around how can i change it how can i replace things mm-hmm. to make it better okay. and then once i'm in my application phase then it's like i'm attached again
0: i'm mm-hmm. not detached anymore is that like a mechanical thing or is that something consciously you have it's, to work on
3: it, you have to work on it okay because i never i never used to be like that i don't Uh-oh. know
0: some people because when i'm doing geology stuff i like consciously have to make an effort to be me like too. yeah like it's, it's
3: a, it's a conscious thing you have yeah. to be aware like how he says like um I develop, he says uh, I re- I really knew rather little about who I was and what I was up to. Mm-hmm. That right there signifies like everybody thinks they know who they are. Everybody thinks their personality defines them. Does it really? Like is that right. who, is that who you is that your final state in life? Like is that who you are forever?
0: Yeah, I don't mm. think so. And we, that's where the saying "You can't teach an old dog new tr- new tricks" comes yeah. from. You know what I mean? A lot of these old dogs get fucking stuck in that mindset. Right. And like, I know what I know. And for you to tell me that something different is just, uh, it's not, I'm not even going to register it. Yeah. I'll hear you, but I ain't going to listen. That's why
3: I firmly believe like the only way you feel old or you are old, it's not age. It's not how long you've been on this planet. It's the willingness to to start, to keep learning new things. Once you stop learning new things, then yeah, you're old because you don't know anything else besides what you know right now. And you don't want to take the step outside so
0: so you view it as a positive yeah absolutely okay I view this that statement as a positive how about you guys and then i have a follow-up question
1: <clears throat> i i highlighted right under that i was like i started the practice only saying things <clears throat> that the internal voice w- would not object to so ooh, that's
0: fire on the it like follows well, right after what you just said so what was the original question by the way um like, so i don't know exactly Do you guys share this same behavior slash thought process? And if so, what do you think of it, positive or negative? And the thought process is, I soon divided myself into two parts, one that spoke and one more detached that paid attention and judged. To be honest, no, I don't do that. I feel
1: like, I think I'm kind of like a compulsive person a little bit. I kind of like things come out of my mouth immediately after, like I have urges, I go do it. I just feel like I follow. I don't do something hmm. that like I would feel bad about. Everything I try to do is trying to be like, that's the right thing to do. Like, I try not to think about things too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're almost mm-hmm. in.
0: They're in concert. They're like as long. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. If I do something bad,
1: then all of a sudden I start detaching myself, being like, "Why? Why, why okay. did you do something like that? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you?"
0: I see you do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Even when we go out and stuff, you're like the next day. You're like, oh shit, should <laughs> have done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's usually yeah. the next day. But yeah, I mean. I think this is concerning more like sober thought too. So yeah, but that's interesting. I think me, I like always am thinking about that, like constantly. It's kind of like a a curse. I feel like, you know, like of the overthinking mind, Mm -hmm. like that maybe might play into that too, because I think I I wear a lot of hats, um, you know, not trying to put on a persona, but like, you know, back to the habit, seven habits when we read that book what was it, was it pers- persona and then the what was the other one um ego Person person ethic or something persona
0: oh, oh personality versus ethic uh, uh ethical well, the behavioral <laughs> ethics yeah
2: yeah something like that um i think i i kind of like am a lot of different versions of david sometimes and sometimes or it, well, actually most of the time when i when i go to bed i always have this like thought like okay like I detach myself and I'm thinking about my actions and how I think and like, is this, you know, angry David thinking, is this sad David thinking, is is this, um, you know, party David's motives or serious. It? Like just, I'm always like analyzing things and I think it's a little bit annoying sometimes, but I think in order to make good judgments, regardless, you have to like detach yourself from like certain things. Like knowing when to activate that like split and knowing when to be compulsive because I feel like compulsive and exe- like actions um executive acts like just making it happen i think that's very healthy too not just being like sideline kind of confused i'm like oh fuck is this the right thing to do is this a, who am i or whatever you
0: know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. yeah i'd agree i'd say it, it would be healthy like if your habits are healthy your mindset is in a healthy spot and like your judgment's good like if you're just you can be compulsive then if that's all in line then the chances of making a bad choice are slim.
1: And like the word compulsive might be like a bad choice of words or whatever, but
2: it's just like, yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think you're quick, I think you make actions very quickly. Like you've learned to do that. It's like in your nature, it's like, if you Mm. see something it's like, all right, we, we're doing this. Don't even spend time really thinking about it too much. Like you just need to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I would view it as a positive thing too. Um, I think it's healthy to kind of step outside yourself and analyze like I'm thinking this way. And I've been taught this this way and reanalyzing your maps coming back to seven habits is like, I think it's healthy to reanalyze your maps and kind of even take six months and do comparison, you know, but uh, on
2: topics or I just have a quick,
0: I just want to have the timer rolling so we can see it. It's like, if we can't see then what's the point? You know, I got you. Um, So what is something you pay attention to and judge about yourself if you're willing to share? Like talking about that duality. Oh. The, um, repeat the question one more time for me. Um. What is something you pay attention to and judge about yourself if you are willing to share? Referring to that last quote, how he has this duality of. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would just say responsibility,
3: and I think holding myself to a high standard of accountability. That's why I've, that's kind of what I focus like heavy on. Is like I don't ever want to like tell someone to do something if I'm not leading by example. If I can't show you that I've done it before, then I don't want to tell you that I've done it at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, an example would be uh, just trial and error with trading. Um, trying to show people that like you can take your money and why are you putting it in a bank? You can learn a skill like that can multiply your money. If it's a percent a day, if it's half a percent a day, if it's even more than two percent a day that's better than what the banks are offering if you have a hundred dollars if you can make two dollars a day you're beating the bank right. so um trial and error with that that i think that has has made me like detach myself in defining my emotions Psycho- Psychol psychologically um trading is a psychological game so um you have to detach your emotions you can't just you can't place trades with being attached to your money so
0: um repeat the question i'm sorry what is something you pay attention to and judge about yourself if you are willing to share
2: um, i i think i judge myself a, a lot um creatively um i'm always like i think like like john's like you know what i mean not thinking so much kind of like putting my overthinking mind on hold for a little bit and then i'm like i have to make art i gotta do it um don't really just act first and then think about it i think i challenge myself in that way and i'm very critical of myself and how creative i can be and also uh time time wise if i can get something done and i'm like judging myself as if my i'm my own client and david's the designer and i'm like how would i how would client david feel right now to designer day, or something like that you know what i mean i like i cri- criticize myself on that because it's important for me in order to be a good designer artist or whatever especially working for someone as an entrepreneur i got to be very critical of myself and allow room for other people to do that for me or you know give me criticism because that's the only way you're going to get better right, right. Okay. about you john
1: sometimes i start things and i don't finish them just because i like lose interest and that like annoys me but i got like, I like lost interest. I don't want to do it anymore, but I hate not finishing things. So I don't like
2: that about myself. Not finishing. Yeah. So, about you, Jay. Um,
0: I think it's more of like a physical thing, not like mental, but like, you know, I've never, at least starting this gym is like the first time in a while that I've been like, oh yeah, I kind of like in the way I look, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so you're looking good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate totally. that but like that was a really big thing is like looking in the mirror and that first like instinct was like ugh. you know what i mean so i'm trying to work on that you know you feel like you're getting better at that yeah definitely like when i'm in the gym and i'm working on shoulders like i'm like okay you know what i mean like you nice. got the feather action going you know <laughs> nice. yeah, but um yeah it's, it's starting to happen i'm taking fitness photos so like i think i took them like two months apart and like so just continue doing that and see how it oh, goes yeah no, yeah it. i preach on the gym dude that shit change your life oh
2: um, yeah moving on um i or did did everybody get to get a chance to speak in this section or
1: mm-hmm. no okay
2: so. um i highlighted this um i wrote down gem because i think it was a gem taking the easy way out or telling the truth those are not merely two different choices they're different pathways through life they're utterly different ways of existing I thought that was fucking crazy it's crazy because like for three pages I didn't highlight nothing that's the only thing I highlighted <laughs> that, that spoke
3: to me. I do have a question on why you think that's interesting right above uh, m- manipulate the world okay like so taking the easy way out or telling the truth okay what is the easy way out okay for example for
1: me Let's just say this is a bad case scenario. But let's just say you hook up with a girl, right? And then down the line, this guy like DMs you being like, "Do you bang my check or whatever?" The easy way I would be like, "No, but you're lying. Like you're not helping that dude's situation, and like you're causing like bad karma on yourself. Telling the truth is the right thing to do. Yeah, bro. Like you should handle that because like she's not like, good to you. You know, I banged her, and like that might not be like a good thing." Well like at least you told the truth. But, but if you lied. I agree. If you would have lied, like you would have just been continuing being like paranoid, being like, What's up, what's going on? You know? Yeah. So not
2: always mm. makes sense. This uh this chapter made me think about um my past relationship too. Like a lot and like lies and how crazy it affected me. Um shit was wild, yo. Um and it's kinda like that scenario too, like it was a big lie, you know what I mean? Like getting cheated on or whatever. But that I mean, like the the way our lives were intertwining and how this person was acting because of this line, like it was a completely different way of life versus like if someone had been straight up and I would have known the truth, I probably it just would have been different. you know, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for what I went through, but um, it's interesting watching other people kind of like shooting themselves in the foot because of a lie and they're suffering. Like they're completely, there's no, it's just on their mind 24 Uh seven. And it's, if it's years prolonged, it's like, you're a completely different person because you had this on your conscience and it's eating away at you and you are paranoid. And it's like, you could have, could have went one way and it probably wouldn't have been that bad. Uh huh. Exactly. Crazy. So I think I, um, Your question was what, what do you think the easy way out is? Right. Yeah. you think you, what do you think it lying?
3: Um, no, I believe the easy, easy way out. Um, he, like the way he, um, asserts that statement to me feels like, um, I would, you can make an argument that an easy way out is somewhat telling the truth too. Um, because like you told the truth to your, her boyfriend, um, to me, that would be an easier way out because you're, you're. It's almost like when you tell a lie, then the the final result or the the re- resolution gets pushed back further.
1: Well, what yeah, but normally when people lie, they're not looking at like long term. All they see is like what's less friction they're right short, now. Yeah, the short term. Yeah.
3: And so I think of it like when you tell the truth, it is short term. It's easy. It's fast. It's to, but short. The the lie lingers. It goes long forever. Right. Because you have to keep lying, and you have to stack lies on top of that lie, and if some somebody else, and then if uh, 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 um, <laughs> yeah, a uh, um an adversity comes in your life, then it collapses. Yeah, it's yeah like, it's let's a, the whole chapter. This is a clear
2: example of paradigms. Yeah. For our podcast, if you're listening, yeah. different ways of thinking on what the easy way out is necessarily. True.
3: So, and to me, like easy way, makes it makes me telling the truth a lot easier because i know i'll get to my final, the oh. final stop a lot quicker
2: well, maybe shifting that paradigm to make it easier might live a better life if you're just telling the truth and it is easy yeah. sometimes though i'm gonna have to say like telling the truth is fucking hard yo. it is hard it's, it's like hard. you know it's gonna hurt someone um or it just depends like you said on what what the situation is like it's gonna really hurt someone it's like I,
3: me too it I, might be hard
2: to tell the truth it, sorry
3: uh, Would well, just real fact like I also believe that like telling the truth is only hard because a lot of people don't know how to tell the truth you, like, you have to educate yourself on how to be more easy on easier on telling the truth because telling a lie is easy You can just tell people what they want to hear if they're if they're looking for someone to Find and you can just tell them what they want to hear but telling the truth You don't want to say it in a disrespectful manner so that takes a little bit of practice. That takes, like if you bluntly just stated things that were the truth, like if you have your best friend and they're always complaining about why, if, if it's a girl or a guy, like why men or women don't want me and you're just like, it's probably because you're fat. That's very blunt and
0: it's probably the kind truth, up. but yeah. it's fucked up, mm. you know what I mean?
2: That's very real. We're, uh, I wanna hear what you have to say and I have one more quick thing to say.
0: Okay, Um, this part just kind of makes me think about conflict styles and like I brought it up before, but mm. The easy way out, I would think, and you know, I don't think it is now, but avoiding and accommodating would be the easy way out. Interesting. So like, instead of addressing this problem head on, let me avoid it. Or instead of, of addressing this problem head on, let me just accommodate to what the other person wants. That's the easy way out. Yeah. Um, also,
2: too, um, I was gonna say, I, like, I think delivery is what you're talking about, Devin. Like yeah. how you deliver the truth. Um, I I consciously work on that too cuz I I watched this video um by Chris Doe and he was talking about being honest and dealing with clients and being like real with clients and not just being truthful and taking people's skill yeah yeah um and um when usually people say like uh hey um you know honestly you know what I mean, and then you say something. Honestly, it sounds kind of like you're gonna say something. Hate that. Kind of weird, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Or to be honest, like I don't say it
0: anymore. Yeah. It's because like then were you not honest it's like, the whole time? Before? Honestly, dude. Yeah. I'm just. I think I would change that. What do you mean? Just fucking say it. Say the words. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or the way like he talks about Christopher put it into perspective of how he had to fire people uh-huh. or had, how he had to let go of some of his employees and whatnot. I think that's how how it was if I remember correctly, and uh you know just coming out like that like honestly it already your tone already sounds like you're gonna say something negative or putting in that in that demeanor so um reframing it in the sense that you know speaking it into a positive way i guess like i I don't know how you no no go ahead i I was thinking like
1: with the whole truth thing speaking it in a positive way for example i spilled paint everywhere parker told you guys right and i could have easily been like that wasn't me you know or somebody else but like First thing I did was just handle it. I cleaned up everything, like the best I could. I got it to like 90% looking right. And then when they asked, I was like, yes, I spilled paint, but I handled it. You know, it's no problem. Not a problem, it's handled, you know? And they're like, okay, not a big deal. But I could have been like, now it's someone else.
0: Fuck that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes me kind of think of like that conversation, that family uh, meeting we had to do and how to conduct that because it was bringing truth to the light and um or what, you know, just bringing an uncomfortable topic to the front, Um, establishing the frame beforehand really helped. Like, I have some unfortunate news that I've been put in an uncomfortable position, but I have to bring it up. Mm. So when I bring it up, what I want you to do is kind of like, I know it's gonna make you emotional, but let's really think about this. So I set up a frame before going into the conversation and then I brought it out and it provided guidelines by which to conduct that conversation. So like mm. establishing the frame beforehand, like look. You know, it's funny listening to you
1: say it, cause you're a more structured person. Like I, I don't think I'd ever do something like that.
0: Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean it really helps though. I, I'm
1: sure, like of course it, of course it helps. You yeah. have like a framework, you know?
0: Yeah, so it just provided That's guidelines it. by which to conduct the conversation. Fuck yeah, um, props to you for that. I have um, a highlight on 210 same i do too all right okay eight. so on 210 the bottom it says a naively formulated goal transmutes with time into sinister form of life lie of the life lie 140 something client of me of mine <laughs> told me his vision formulated by his younger self i see myself retired sitting on a tropical beach drinking margaritas in the sunshine that is not a plan after eight margaritas you're f- only fit to await the hangover. After three weeks of margarita-filled days, if you have any sense, you're bored stiff and self-disgusted. In a year or less, you're pathetic. It's just not sustainable approach to later life. Mm. And so the question I have is, um, it's a comment and then a question, but it is my belief many people dream of a retirement like this, which Mm -hmm. is erroneous. Have you guys formulated what an ideal retirement will look like Mm -hmm. for you?
1: Yes. Yes, I have, yeah, for sure. Nice. For me, I would still like to uh, day trade stocks in the morning, like I, I think I could do that until I, I-, I die, you know, and if I keep educating myself, that's something that I could do and I see myself going on runs. Uh, hopefully I have a pool, I can swim, going to the dog park with my dog. I think like physical fitness is like what I want to do for like, life. Maybe go hiking and stuff, but I see myself the daily basis, still work, wake up, go for a run, enjoy my day, you know.
3: Yeah, retirement for me isn't it doesn't revolve around myself in the sense it's more of like how many people that i can retire with me um so my retirement looks something like i, I work to um, provide for others because i'm already retired in the sense that i make enough money to provide for other people not just myself because retirement i think this whole society norm of retirement is like backwards and thinking that like once you have enough money in your pension or whatever That's retirement to survive off of But we all know that Or we should know that Pensions and 401ks usually don't last you Until you die um, But uh, my, my, my vision is retire family Friends um, Have people work for me um, Always staying up to date With new technology, new innovation um, Being able to be a Funnel of cash through myself Like being my own bank um and then also like operating land property um the essence of like survival learning how to grow like have a farm learning how to have your own crops your own animals that'd be cool things like that that'd be cool Um,
0: that'd be sick as well right have your own ranch yeah that'd be so so cool
3: just really just thinking about primal uh instinctive like nature like why we're here you know what i mean like i think once we're when we're young we want to live and have fun and what's trendy? What's everybody doing? Like how Like, they, but once you get older, you start to realize like things go back to your primal instinct. How do I continue this for the, my generation below me?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, what about you, David? Um, my retirement, honestly, uh, honestly, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think I want to, Oh, I, I know I picture myself having, um, there you go. Um, a cre- creative studio and my work per se, isn't like um, just like regular work. I wanna be able to make stuff, um, run my own creative studio and I'm seeing all of my students or people that are a part of the community that I wanna build can be as creative as possible, professional at the same time. And um, kinda like wanna pass that on as a generation too, like for Daniel or, you know, um, my family, like granted that everybody's still around cause I want that to happen But um, I think an end goal for me, as far as being retired, would see my work working for itself, Mm -hmm. whether it's like a creative studio, um, some sort of business, Mm -hmm. sparking creativity in others. And it's just like a big wave of stuff happening. And if I get a cool house as a byproduct of that, car, whatever, get to live by the beach and be able to do this, I want to know that that's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to make it in like just be partying all the time and right. watching like everybody else kind of just doing the same thing like i want i definitely want room for partying like right. when i see heaven like bro we're chilling like that's what my heaven looks like yeah. i want it. it's like it's not a party party per se but it's like we're having fun and we're enjoying life right enjoying heaven um i want that enjoyment knowing that it was earned and that it's changing people's lives that's mm. what i want my like retirement life to look like nice you know living on Mm
0: um (laughs) Uh, for myself i kind of like it took some honest thinking because this is kind of what pushed me into grad school is because like when i get to that age i kind of see myself teaching Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm passionate about geology and so like teaching the next wave of of geologists and like inspiring them because i've i've already um met a couple people at Fresno City when I had to go back and take a couple classes and they're like what's geology like this is what it is woo, 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 woo. and they're like oh I want to do that and then so like now they're in the program at state and so like in mm. seeing that click go on of just that spark of interest and like passion flick on for people it was really like I don't know it's a it's an awesome feeling it and is. so being like a dope teacher but at that point I'm like I'll just get a TA to do all the grading and crap you know what I'm saying so yeah, I could course. just kind of chill and be like the inspirational the thing, of. you know, um, followed by like having a fat fucking library, bro. I want to have like you've seen. I don't know if you guys have seen the my shelves already. I've got like mm. two massive shelves just full of books. Like I want a wall of books that have been read, you know. Um, so those are those are my things. And like I would like to still read an hour a day. I, I like go. that. Yeah.
1: It's, it's funny listening. to everyone, Everyone's like you know, what they think about it. it's interesting. Um I just want you guys you don't even have to answer right now. I just want for us to just, just think about it internally. What are you currently aiming at might not be worth aiming not might not be worth attaining, just as what you are currently doing might be an error. This is at two ten. I just feel like sometimes we get caught up in what we're doing because we like maybe our past selves wanted something and like we're keep we're working for it just because it's like Always good, I guess, like we talked about earlier, to detach and be like, What am I actually working for? What am I actually aiming for? Is it it valuable? Is it worth my time? Or, like, has things changed? And I've been, I've learned that like maybe this is not what I want to do. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's why to your situation right now,
1: right? Right now, yeah. Just like I think sometimes we get caught up in like the now, you know, and it's like maybe John wanted something when he was 18. I've been working for it for whatever long time. It's like maybe you don't want that shit no more, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: you learn different things, you grow yeah definitely i mean it's good to kind of sit back and detach and be like um is this really what i want to do like, yeah S- yeah sometimes we get lost yeah. sometimes we get lost in the journey because of something like i think he says it
1: earlier i think last chapter you know some girls she wants to retire at this age and it's a
2: fucking goal she created when she was like 16. right I said, what the fuck do you know when you're <laughs> 16? 16 yeah right oh my gosh minutes. i think i told you guys about it but like just here, something that going off of that too, cause I think it is important to realize those things. Um, Sadie's dad, uh, Sadie told me that he had worked a long time and his dream and goal was like to have, build this like beautiful house in Arkansas, oh, on the yeah. lake, right? Lexi's telling and, me. And, um, he was like super, that, that was like, I guess you could say a part of his retirement or whatever, just like his dream was to build this house. Yes. He built the house and Sadie told me like the first night he spent the night in the house, like after have, building this amazing house on a lake that he woke up and, and told Sadie like waking up in that house was no different from waking up in the single apartment he had when yeah. it was very, very small. And it things were tight. It wasn't fulfilled, you yeah, know? <laughs> it was, it's, it's the end goal, but it's like, what are you actually trying to attain? You know, because I don't want to... Yeah. Yeah, you know, no different.
3: It revolves back to like remembering, remembering that the journey is the best part. Journey is a destination. Like, yeah, you you you're fighting for a destination, but when you get to that destination, you're gonna be on another journey to something else. Right. So just be on a journey and never yeah. arrive. Yeah. Just yeah. never, yeah, never arrive. Yeah. Just keep going, yeah. and that's why. And it, it goes back to edu- like knowledge and how much you're willing to accept different truths from the world. Is your truth one, a des- one destination, and then you end up like, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not like, yeah. how do I change? Like, or are you a person that's like, Oh, I hear here. I hear here. Due to all these people telling me like different knowledge, and I'm consuming, 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 and I'm just running with the, what I believe the truth yep. is. And if it gets changed or altered, I'll run with that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, Jim, I think I, I wrote down detach yourself in a healthy way from your fantasy goals, quote unquote. Mm. What are you actually trying to attain? I wrote that under John because that's a good one.
3: I do have a question on 223. It says 223? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of skipped that a little bit. Yeah, we're going to go back because
1: I got some shit I want to talk about.
3: Um, The act of seeing is particularly important when it challenges what we know and rely on upsetting and destabilizing us. It is the act of seeing that informs the individual and updates the state. It was for this reason that Nietzsche Nietzsche, said that a man's worth was determined by how much truth he could tolerate. Mm. You are by no means only what you already know. You are also that which you could know if you only would... Thus, you should never sacrifice what you could be for what you are. So my question to you guys is, Buyer. as far as you got in life, standing here right now, mm. do you believe the truth that you believe or have been told has led you to this point? Or have you and have you somehow um, believed that your truth hasn't got you to where you wanted to be at this mm. age? We're at this moment like you believe you should be further or you should believe you you believe that like right now i I believe i'm here because of the truth that i've been told and i've been telling myself i believe that i'm where i should be does that make (laughs) sense in the present moment
2: to yeah to me um to answer that question i think i am a product of like what the truth that, that i've been told to similarly i also think i could be a lot more like from right now like i like just knowing that i I am what i could be too. if you could
3: choose one which which one would you lean more into
2: um probably that i'm now like living presently in the moment and like knowing that i'm supposed to be where i'm at Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it's it can be healthy but i think a little for me i I know myself and thinking that i could be all these things it's just going to kind of push like i'm that critical mind's going to come in and it's going to be like oh you should be doing this you should be better you should do like But in a negative way, not really positive way.
0: Yeah. Um, For myself, I would say I am a product of the truth that I was kind of given. Um, Growing up, it was always like, what college are you going to go to? Um, Speaking of the mic. What are you going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Um, Sure. Speaking of the mic. Okay. Um, But, you know, I've adapted and kind of um, commandeered that goal because this is actually something that I'm passionate about. Um, Do I believe I could be further? 100% um and and how's that i mean you're pretty far in your education well i mean in a different aspect maybe fiscally or um physically mentally because i literally picked up books and like improving myself maybe in like 2017 18 yeah right and so like i i wish like i picked it up sooner how old were you then uh 2018 like 22 21 I don't know if that's a lot to ask for a 22-year-old, you know? Yeah, you gotta think, I mean... You got to think about it like that. I, I'm hoping that when I have kids that they learned to pick it up quick. But if not, I mean, we all have our own journeys. But I would say that I do think I can be further in certain dimensions um, and that I have been kind of living by the map that I was given. But I kind of adapted it and actually made it something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Definitely.
1: I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I think I... uh I tried, like, I tried attaining stuff too fast, like, younger, because, I like, I just thought that's, like, what you're supposed to do, you know, like, the end goal type of situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, coming out here, I've been able to step back and, like, have fun being young again and, like, growing and, like, experiencing new things. And, like, think career-wise, like, it's going to work out, you know, like, if I get this welding teacher position, like, I got other things going on. If I didn't get to come out here, like I've been able to learn how to trade. Um, You know, it's a good experience learning how to manage construction. It's good to like meet new people here in Fresno, get in the camping. So like, I think I'm exactly where I need to be. I I wouldn't ask anything more than myself right now.
3: Yeah. I sort of see the same light. I see myself in the same light where I believe I'm in my position for a reason. If it's the truth that I've been believing or the map that I've been given. Um, Also, Um, I I would say that like to make a decision that I believe that I'm at where I'm at because of the truth that I've been believing my whole life or the truth that I've been told. Um, I'm where I'm, I believe I lean more to that than I'm saying like, I could possibly be further if, um, if I started at it, like maybe I started self-development at a younger age, like 18, 19. Um, and didn't party so much when when I was 18 or 19 but again that's hard to right. that's yeah hard I, to... I think that's like a lot to ask when I was 18 I was dummy you know what i'm saying yeah and and i i believe that it's possible because you look at people that are further ahead at that age um to me it's almost like intelligence and how much you're equipped to deal with responsibility and at 18 19 i wasn't responsible at all like i didn't give a fuck about anything and i think it the underlying thing is responsibility and how much you care about your if you're able to comprehend that i was not able to comprehend the responsibility on the consequences of my actions if it wasn't bad or good it was just more of like me just having fun. Fun, but yeah. there was no benefit to me having fun. See, yeah. You know, See, you know?
1: I, I think I've always been responsible. It's just like, you know, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe I, I, I was always responsible, but yeah. in the sense of like looking towards my future and mm. developing myself to be the person that I want to be, and staying on that path. But sure.
1: Yeah. Um. I highlighted this. Just uh. Two twelve. Um, oh someone else want to talk about later too but I just highlighted this if you will not if you will not reveal yourself to others you cannot reveal yourself to yourself I think that's um. I approach that just like talking to people out in public and stuff you know I think that's like w- one of my strongest suits that I'm able to is because like it almost doesn't matter the situation like I'm just so going to be John and like I like people watching too and I can tell when like People are uncomfortable in social aspects. I think to myself, you're not comfortable with yourself. That's like why you're not comfortable right now. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're comfortable with yourself, why? Why wouldn't you be out having a good time? You know what I'm saying? I,
3: I would kind of like argue that um, if you reveal yourself to others, you cannot. You can't reveal yourself. To, um, it's not necessarily that like you got to remember people have different funds and totally. different sides. So people going out and sitting down and just having small talk with like maybe two people is the same amount of fun as someone going to hang out with 20 people and like, it's a larger crowd and you can jump back and forth. They're having the same amount of fun. True. And and so understanding that people view fun or things differently, but on the side of like anxiety. I'm glad, I'm things, glad you said that though. Yeah. The side of like anxiety things, that's like a personal, you gotta develop, you have to kind of be truthful to yourself and kind of fix that within yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I think that's a problem because then it hinders your life a little bit even with the,
1: the like the two people scenario it's like they're still able to have a good conversation up because like they're being themselves they're like enjoying each yeah. other's enjoying each other's company it's not mm-hmm. like they're like sitting in a corner being like i don't want to be here you know like even last night like you know you and claire out a little table, you guys were just chit-chatting you know what i'm saying like that like you're having just as much fun like just hanging out than like you know me dancing i don't know you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like like you said everyone's got their own perception of what what a good time is but you guys are able to be comfortable with each other you know so that's yeah. that's what's fun about it you know
0: yeah definitely i'm on page 215 i highlighted um on the bottom of the second paragraph is that
3: 219
0: uh, 215 oh, lies warp the structure of being untruth corrupts the soul and the state alike and one form of corruption feeds the other and so the question I have here is: um, Let's take a second to think. Are there any lies we believe that may be warping our structure of being? Are
1: there any lies we believe that are warping our
0: structure of being?
1: If you believe in a lie, do you know it's a lie. Like, like, I, I, I guess I don't fully understand the the. the
0: I mean, question. yeah, it's I think that's where the detachment.
1: Like, yeah, it's like questioning what you believe. Because, like, because someone be possibly
0: someone liar. could say, like my
1: belief in God's a lie, you know? But like to me, it's a truth, you know? So I'm trying to think of like something that has that much weight in my life.
3: Yeah, some one thing that I do battle with is, um, I guess like two things that battle each other is um, living in the present moment and thinking about the future. Like I always think when people tell you to live in the present moment and try and control everything in your present moment, the present moment, if you're working and constructing a future, are not you technically thinking about the future? In a sense, it kind of almost goes back to the now equals tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like it what's where's the lie? lie? Where's the lie sitting in this? Mm. Because if you're thinking too much about the present, then you're not thinking anything, you're not thinking about the future. But if you're if you create a planner, if you have a weekly schedule, you're automatically subconsciously thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. And so I understand it to the extent like you have control to put in a planner things you want to do, but you can't control whether they get done or not until that time comes. Tomorrow, 3 p.m., I have to go to the dog park. If tomorrow at 3 p.m., you're not at the dog park, you have control of that. You just made it You made it aware to yourself yesterday or the, the past. It's crazy, too, that once
1: you put times on stuff, you don't meet those times. Like, I feel guilty like, the rest of the day. So, like. I almost like, no, yeah, yeah. It's funny how that, that shit carries yeah. weight on you. There's,
3: Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot too. Um, the guilt you feel when you don't, um, this is why a lot of people don't set goals. And yeah, exactly. Set, uh, set a weekly, because they're afraid of not doing it and they, they're afraid of that resentment towards themselves. It's
1: almost like a lie, like yeah. how, how it
3: feels, you yeah. know, you're lying. And so he talks about, like he goes into heavy and talks about, you, you'll be okay, you're human people do not do everything they set out to do and that's all right like the geniuses of this world that they could achieve everything they wanted to achieve do you think they would have just stopped at creating the iphone do you think they would have just stopped at creating space you know what you mean like do you, do you think they would have did more they probably would have did more if they were able to but they're only human they're gonna mess up they're gonna so don't be so hard on yourself like and that's why he always says start small start on the smallest things if you got to wake up and Adjust your bed in the morning. Start there, right. and then tackle the biggest thing. Like how he said, clean your mind. Clean your mind up. If you can't, if you can't clean your mind or your room up, then how are you supposed to tackle the world? All right, all
0: right. True. Where are you guys at right now? Uh, we we just discussed the quote on two fifteen. Um, yeah, question. It uh, it says. Ooh, um, oh, okay. Lies warp the structure of being untruth corrupts the soul and state alike and one form of corruption feeds the other and so I wrote let's take a second to think are there any lies we may be believing that may be warping our structure of being mm-hmm. I, I think I might even need a little bit more time to think but, about like that. I said that, that
1: one was hard for me because I, I gave, him, I gave him the example I was like someone might say that like my belief in God is a lie but like to me it's a truth so I, like if you believe in something is it a lie you know I don't know I, oh, yeah. I think that's kind of a hard question.
3: Yeah. It is, it's definitely. I Mine's um, um, like how you, we live in the present, and we always say focus on the present moment. But we're sort of always thinking about the future, whether we like it or not. So is that a lie to try and control your present moment? You, mm-hmm. Whether you're thinking about the future, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. I'm always battling that lie, like, if it's a lie or not, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like self-analyze that question a little bit, but I'm glad you said it because it's like I should know that. You know what I mean? Or at least put a pin on it.
1: I I got something. Page two fourteen. Um, did what I want happen? Did what I want happen? No. Then my aim or method were wrong. I still have something to learn. Did what mm-hmm. I want happen? No. The world is unfair. People are jealous. Um, I just think. I can apply that to a lot of things. The first thing that comes to my head, maybe just because of like, I like to go out and like, you know, try to pick up, like, try to get a girl's number or talk to her or whatever. And it's like, I think to myself, do I want to happen? No. What did I do wrong? Like, for the next time I want to go, like, introduce myself, how is it going to be better? You know? And I'm like, you can do it with anything, you know? Like, uh, when I first started working in construction, but talking to subcontractors and the owners and like things wouldn't go right i was like what did i do wrong so next time when i make when i call them and ask them like hey you know you guys are a little bit behind i don't come off a certain way
3: Mm -hmm. so
1: what does that mean to you guys i guess
3: uh i think it revolves back into the discussion we had a little bit earlier in the conversation is um when you stop learning that like because you that takes awareness and conscious thinking within yourself you know mm, what I mean and mm-hmm. some people don't have that they don't have that capability they rather just get the, get mad at the world and say you're fucking wrong or whatever the case may be um, if you take the take a minute and just okay if I can't hold a conversation or maybe it's hard to go up and um, um, spark a conversation because I'm intrigued on what they're talking about or how do I develop my skill and what they're talking about mm. that is an, you have to be able to like if it's Holding a conversation, okay, then take some time out of your day or out of the month to, def- to to find a book. Find someone that teaches people how to hold longer conversations. This is what blows my mind, too, is when people find out they're not good at things, they define that they're not good at things. I and hate that shit, it, They leave it at that. Yeah, I feel If right. you were not good at things, think about when you were born. How did you get good at riding a bike? Mm. How did you hey. get good at chalk, drawing things? How did you get good at... Anything in life, did you just say, Oh, nope, I'm not good at it, I can't do it, it's done? No, you the problem is that once we're out of college and high school or whatever structure of life that we've been programmed to believe as a child, like come and do this, 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 and you'll be able to learn this. This is people don't do that for themselves, right? You don't take the if you want to get better at sculpting cups, you're not going to just naturally be good at sculpting cups you have to go to courses you have to learn yeah. you have to take the time to develop it mm-hmm, right. if you want to get better at fucking building <laughs>
0: whiteboards or anything that's it anything it makes me think of uh, math and when i was tutoring math people would come into me and just like i'm not good at math i'm gonna tell you right now you're not bad at math you're <laughs> yeah. doing something wrong yeah, all right? math, yeah. <laughs> you're just doing something wrong One thing at school about
1: math is like the numbers don't lie like, like, there's right. literally a formula for everything. You just gotta keep like,
0: right, be consistent. What's interesting about calculus too is like, there's a hundred different ways to get to this one answer, but like, do one. Yeah. <laughs> you know just what I mean? Just, one. just choose one yeah. and do it. And yeah. like, yes, it's hard, but you're not bad at it either. You're not going at it hard enough, or you're going at it at the wrong angle. There's, yeah. there's, you're not bad at math. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have something.
2: Okay. Can move to 224's area. Is that. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Point. Sure. Um, real quick on 221
1: i just um i just wrote lies equal downward spiral Mm -hmm. that's all i want to
2: say that's true thinking about that spiral from seven habits yeah um that's an easy way to get thrown into that downward spiral yeah um 224 um i highlighted status you can lose Mm -hmm. you carry character where with you wherever you go and it allows you to prevail against adversity um I like that. and the rest of that paragraph too was pretty fire and I, I it's it's so sick knowing or like he's um the way he describes that paragraph is super fire and it's a what we learned basically in, in seven habits Two is like characters always gonna be there as long as you have your own principles that's like it's really good because you're um what did he he define it as you were a council of your own you're part of a council of your own regiment right Mm. You're on your own council.
1: I don't. I don't remember that to
2: be honest. Yeah, like, or you're, you're a disciple of your own council. That that's the That one. sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, thinking about like you know Jesus disciples being a disciple. You know, you're a disciple of your own regiment. I like that, and it that made me think about that when I read um that you carry character with you wherever you go, and status is something you can achieve, but you can also lose. That character is like kind of just always chilling there.
1: I I liked it a lot too. Um. Because you can almost feel it, you know? Sometimes, like, like when we go out to Standard or Vixens, like, everyone wants status out there, and I can feel that everything's so fake, you know? Yeah. But, like, sometimes we're out in the more tower area, and, like, I can just feel the person, like, character, and, like, I just, like, resonate with that, you know? It's like, you can feel that fucking, like, I, I like what
2: you said. Characters more um, identifiable.
1: Yeah, you can, like, feel it, the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, the way they treat the people around them, you know? But you
2: can't really get a, someone's sense of character going to, like, somewhere, like, big sense. Yeah, because yeah.
1: all they care about is their status. Like, it's, yeah. it's I'm wearing this shirt, it's Gucci, this watch is this, my shoes are this. I can, like, feel it, and it feels fake to
2: me. Yeah, yeah. I know the bar owners. I'm up here. Yeah. You guys gotta sit down there. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: Facts? Um, I do have two, t- if you guys have anything else, to like, um, yeah. but, so... I I, I mentioned earlier, a man's worth was determined by how much truth he can tolerate. And what page Um, are you on? 223. Okay. Um, And then also me and Claire, we're discussing this too, talking about, um, can't specifically remember what we're talking about, but um, I gave this. I said, if you pay attention to what you do and say, you can learn to feel a state of internal division and weakness when you are misbehaving and misspeaking. It's an embodied sensation, not a thought. I think that right there is what I'm gonna start defining. So when you have a thought, I think of thoughts as like a street and cars, they're just going, they're just going. You can't Mm. stop them, they just go. If you decide to stop a thought, then that thought turns into an embodied sensation. Where you feel, have you guys ever had a thought to where you feel good or something you feel bad in the morning or whatever the case may be, you had a thought and it changes your mood and you feel better um, or you feel worse. It's almost oh, like yeah. you're getting that. So that embodied that embodied sensation is almost like that next the, the the half step right before action. You know what I mean? And so that's why, like I highlighted, a man's worth was determined by how much truth he can tolerate. Is there's so many truth and lies that are being spread through your life? If it's advertisements, if it's social media, if it, whatever, however you're learning information, um, just being aware that your thoughts aren't who you are it's sensation that you get from that thought it's what that thought triggers in your mind in your heart that leads to an action that leads you to
2: so you're defined by your actions B-
3: uh, this this helped me define where because a thought doesn't necessarily make you act
2: I think that reminds you have me, a
3: feeling first
1: that reminds me of the last chapter where he talks about like your beliefs like you're an avatar to your beliefs mm-hmm. and like what you have in here is like, you're physically representing it. So like, yeah. you can turn that off and on, you know? Yeah. Like you don't have to believe in something and you can stop being that beliefs avatar, you know? Yeah.
3: Like, yeah, it just, I guess it's more of like, it helped me define what that middle ground is between a thought and an action.
2: I remember we struggled kind of with that question too, like, or we all didn't really have like a specific answer to like, if we're not our thoughts, uh, if we're not our thoughts, then what are we? Um, and I think we concluded like, it's like your actions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. your decisions moving forward and what, how you move, knowing with what you know and dealing with what you're dealing with. You're actions, defined by your actions. Actions speak a lot of
1: you know a lot of words. People say shit all the time, but yep. like, what are you actually doing? Mm-hmm. Where's
2: your fruit? Um, I really like um, two twenty five. Okay. Um, the 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 paragraph at the bottom of two twenty four leads into two twenty five. Yes. Um, in uh, in that matter, you know there are no atheists there are only people who know and don't know what god they serve um i just like that i like that sentence <laughs> like what what are you what are you serving god are you serving i know there's people that claim they're atheists or whatever
3: but you're but serving you're serving somebody
2: yeah, you're, you're serving, serving somebody. yourself somebody. Yeah. or something yeah it's I, I like that, you know. It's, it's just to be concept. a
0: car, to be a house. I, I
2: I could talk to some atheists and they'd be like,
3: Joe Biden's my God.
1: You know? It's like, <laughs> Joe
0: Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> Good luck with that.
3: Um <laughs> if you guys do if you guys I kinda want to end it off with this. Um if you guys have anything else you guys want to
1: say. No, to be honest, I got nothing I got nothing left. I, I do have a question for you guys, and I didn't understand this, so I wanted to run it by you guys. Um Okay he goes knowing this tie a rope to a boulder pick up the great stone heave it in front of you and pull yourself towards it watch and observe while you move forward articulate your experiences clearly and carefully to yourself and others as you possibly can in this manner you will learn to proceed more effectively and efficient, efficiently towards your goal and while you're doing this do not lie especially to yourself i don't i, I don't understand wait what, what part what part is that for me, um, second paragraph, He starts with set your ambitions. It's a little bit down from there.
2: Oh, okay. That's the same um, one (laughs) that I had talked about too. Yeah. Do you guys get the metaphor that he's making? Because I don't understand.
3: I do. It's It's almost like take a leap of faith and realize that you're going to have to make really hard truths while you're taking a leap of faith into the unknown. And while you're tackling these unknown things, there's going to be things that come into your life that may sway you back and forth um the boulder being faith and you're attaching yourself and you're throwing it off the edge and you're just it's almost like jumping out of a plane but you don't know where you're gonna land you know what i mean and and just remember to tell the truth on the way down
2: you're yeah um it's also like you know because the preceding sentence was the one that i talked about like character is with you wherever you go it allows you to prevail against ever so maybe the the boulders character As as long as you're going and moving towards your goal, but you're sticking to something that's like a foundational Mm. um, idea, such as like your character principles, then you're you're moving in the right direction with those principles. Okay. Um, you're proceeding more effectively and efficiently towards your goal.
0: What do you have to say about it? Um, So I'll just break it down um i'll break it down kind of sentence by sentence it says um knowing this tie a rope to a boulder so the way i see that is tie yourself to a goal right and a boulder isn't just some rock you could pick up and throw right like this is a heavy fucking rock okay (laughs) right this is a big ass rock choose a grandiose goal Mm. tie yourself to it pick it up that alone is a massive thing. Right. You're embracing this bolt, this is my goal. Okay. Right. And throw it in front of you. Mm. Right. So now this is in your vision, and that rope you're using it to pull yourself up. Right. Yes. So pick up that grapestone, that great stone, and heave it in front of you, and pull your, pull yourself toward it. So you're always working towards this goal. Watch and observe while you move forward. When you move forward, things are gonna change. Right. Mm. Like people are gonna view you differently. Your character's gonna change. The way you view life's gonna change. A litany and myriad of different things are gonna change and observe and remember those things. Um, articulate your experience as clearly and carefully to yourself and to others as you can. Um, so I would say, kind of like along the lines like with like Robert Kiyosaki, he had a big boulder. He threw it in front of him, he achieved it. And along the way now, he's established his own thing where he's sharing that information with others. Mm. And I mean, not everybody's gonna be receptive to it. I mean, and everybody's got different boulders, so they might not admire it to the same level. But um, I think it's our duty as we're on our way to our goal, the things that we learn to share with either the next generation or people that are genuinely interested. Mm. Um, And in this manner, you will learn to proceed more effectively and efficiently towards your goal. And while you are doing this, do not lie, especially to yourself. And I mean, along the lines of like sharing with people along the way, they might teach you something that'll... Help you be more efficient and effective in getting to that boulder, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that's kind of how I broke it down.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you guys. That I like everyone's perspective on that. That was really good. Yeah. You broke it down really well. Everyone had that was yeah. good. Uh, right, let's let's end it on that. Bro, let's, let's get
0: the notes. You want to do the post meeting questions after we cut? Because uh, that'll be like probably another fifteen minutes, and we're at one o two. We
3: can do it on
1: just. To we'll make- just we'll just keep recording. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can decide to keep it or not. Well, at least we have it.
2: Wait. But- can I put in on this real quick? Oh, this, is, this is fire. Like, I literally highlighted it. I wrote this thing. Um, this, this spoke to me, too, as a Christian. <laughs> I don't know how I'm giggly right now. I'm sorry. Kinda, I think John, too, would appreciate like the end, too. Like, At the beginning of time, according to the great Western tradition, the word of God transformed chaos into being through the act of speech. It is axiomatic within that tradition. The man and woman alike are made in the image of that God. We also transform chaos into being through speech. We transform the manifold pass- possibilities of the future into the actualities of past and present. You meaning like telling the truth is literally like a God-given like it, thing. And He, God transformed the world by speech. It, Let there be order, like light, all, all these things. And the formless, chaotic, whatever the universe was, just boop, it became into existence.
1: It reminds me of like what I always say. I'm like, I'm always one conversation from like, you know, do it from like whatever I want to do. Yes. It's all about speech. Like speech I, is like superpower, bro. Yeah, I'm like always one conversation where like getting what I want, doing what I want what like what I want to do. It's just like just gotta go put it out there. yeah know? yeah, so, I mean wanted
0: to end on that, but yeah, Adam thought, and was, like, Eve fire. took a bite of the knowledge of good and evil. Oh, forget. everything. And so it. like no, telling no. the truth is closest you can get to like doing the a godlike thing, you know? Yeah, say. so all right. Questions. Send them. He, you had something you wanted to finish on.
3: Oh, it was just a quote, yeah. Like I think we've already tackled it multiple times throughout the, um, the the chapter. Though it says your truth is something only you can tell, based as it is on the unique circumstances of your life. Apprehend your personal truth, communicate it carefully, and articulate ma- in an articulate manner to yourself and others. So that's, I think, it summarizes the whole chapter. And that, like, just tell you, if you are able to tell the truth and and be effective and 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 be at least very clear and concise with yourself it makes it easier to others it makes it easier to tell the truth to other people because you're it's easier to tell yourself even if you're like overweight or you're you keep lying to yourself Mm -hmm. if you run into someone that keeps lying to themselves you can not one not only one can you identify it but also you can give a resolution you can give a solution to helping them Mm. if
1: they open to it. that goes into like prescribing you
3: absolutely
0: alright everybody thank you so much for tuning in to Paradigm Podcast that was rule number 8 tell the truth or at least don't lie make sure you leave a like subscribe to the channel drop a comment down below we love the feedback and follow us on all our social media platforms all the information will be down in the description box below we hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week see you next episode things.